Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M. And I am Jared. Jared, how the hell are you? Man, uh, I'm okay. Man. Oh, that's right, we <laughs> talked about this, you're not feeling well. I think I might be getting a cold, which kind of sucks, but you know... <laughs> It does. It does. That's that's no good. Jared, what's your first sign that you're that you're getting a cold, that you're getting sick for you? What do you notice when you're sure? What tells you when you're sure? Oh man, that's a good question. I think it's like congestion, but like yeah. congestion to the point of like pain. Like you know, if you have, you have like those pain, like in like a feels like up in your nose, below your eyes, almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like once I know that, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Things aren't, things aren't draining properly. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. For me, it's a poo gas smell. Oh, well, I just have that all the time. So well, There you go. There you go. It's just, it's, just a, it's just a certain that I'm like, uh-oh, I think I'm getting sick. If I went by that, I, I, like, I think I might legally be dead. <laughs> oh, dear. And we're off. Jared, I wrote down news. Ooh, yeah. I wrote down news. Got some news. Uh, the Devolver Delay recently uh, came out. People made a big deal out of it. They were like, oh, the next Devolver Direct, the next Devolver thing. And it's like, oh, guys, this is just a three-minute video about <laughs> games that aren't coming out this year. It was, it was great, though. I thought it was really funny and really good. Good. Yeah, me too. And people seem to appreciate us just being like, hey, here's here's the situation. Yeah. So that was nice. Um... But yeah, you can find that on the internet if you want to see which games are coming out next year instead of this year. And which ones are still coming out this year? Quite a few. Speaking of Broforce Forever, that came out today as of the day of recording. Absolutely it did. Hell yeah. And Broforce DLC. Um, and Death Store is currently free on PlayStation Plus. It is. I, you know, I didn't know that was happening. And then I checked the PlayStation Plus games and I was like, wait a minute. I know that I'm game. A- I know that game. I'm always stoked to see one of ours. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. It's a good everybody good play time it. too, yeah. Yeah, that's such a beautiful, good game. So good. Uh speaking of cool games, Jared, last week we talked about fighting in games and combat, and I went and picked up Sleeping Dogs, because I put it on my wish list and it just went up for sale for like five bucks or something like that. Perfect. So, so I started playing it. And it was, it's, I haven't gotten very far, but it's a lot of fun. You're right. The combat's really cool. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you like it. That game. Yeah. I, uh, really underrated game. Uh, and just, yeah, like the hand to hand combat and fighting off all kinds of dudes at once. It's just so fun. Yeah. I like that you can grab someone, like you, you grapple them and then like you run them into a wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> just cool. That. Like I'll run a dude through a crowd and then smash his head into a speaker or something like that. That shit is cool. Yeah. You, um, have you gotten to like the dojo yet? No, not yet. All right. Cause you can like, you find like a dojo and then there's like collectibles you can get that unlock new moves. And yeah, some of them are really cool. Like the one I remember, cause it was really brutal is you can just like grab a guy and then you just like snap his arm over your shoulder oh. and it's so nasty, oh. but so, so satisfying. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool game. I'm into it. It's funny, like, the grappling being, like, you know, grabbing the guys and throwing them around and doing all these moves, and it, it does remind me of, and I'm sure, and we, I know we've told this story before, but of being at Evo and the guy who really <laughs> wanted to show how grappling should be an absolver, and we're like, no, nah, man, that's not going to happen, and then he, like, really wanted to demonstrate on me how much... He wanted to grapple, like how gra- important grappling was. I'm like, yeah, I get that it's important in a fight. But even more so, I feel like grappling with how good of a game Space Plan is, is something that we've all had to deal with in our time. What a seamless segue. Right? That's the most <laughs> seamless segue was, I've had ever. Beautiful. <laughs> and to help us grapple with the incredible genius that is Jake Hollins, we have... As our special guest today, Jay Collins. Big introduction for a clicker game, that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
great clicker game. I don't know what to tell you. Thank you, thank you. I think it's a giant of the genre. That's always been a part of our marketing with it, is making it look much much more fancy than any any clicker has any right to be. It's a it's a good game. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast, Jake. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, I've I've had a bit of a rough road as well, so you're not alone, Jared. Uh, oh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't get worse. Hopefully, you guys don't intermingle your germs during this call. <laughs> hey, when that happens, yeah. We're social distancing ourselves, though, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. just a little. We'll be back together next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jake, you uh, make video games, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, recently, I've mostly been remastering and updating them. But um, yeah, uh, mo- mostly. Um, should I chat more so, about that? <laughs> please. So the yeah. remaster of Space Plan just came out. You be- you rebuilt it from the ground up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a bit of a weird one. I because uh, I, I I made a prototype for that back in like 2016, which was just web based. And mm-hmm. back then, uh, I was pretty good with well, fairly good with like JavaScript and stuff and, and coding web games. And so I was able to put out a game that looked really pretty, played really well on a, in a web browser. And then uh, when Devolver went and gave me money to turn it into an actual game, um, I had to suddenly learn Unity and uh, <laughs> put out a fucking Jenga tower of a game, which uh, as soon as screens became like higher density displays and, and uh, everybody started saying, you need your games to be 64-bit on our platforms... I was like, oh fuck, Space Plan's just going to die. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of it came out of a sudden realisation that um, the game was going to disappear from storefronts if I didn't update it. And hmm. it was such a mess that uh, updating it would have been not a good time. Um, so I thought it would actually be much more fun to just remake the entire thing. So when it did that, that's that's actually the reason why this this remaster's happened. <laughs> nice. Well, necessity is the mother of remasters. Um, but it's it's plays pretty much the same as it always has. Just, I mean, what what has gone into the remaster? What's new for for old fans of Space Plan? Um. Uh, and maybe even, do you have a way to describe Space Plan to people who haven't played Space Plan? Right, sort of. Um, I mean, the reason I made it is like I, I've. If, if, I don't know if people are into. I'll explain clickers, shall I? <laughs> yeah, do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there was. I I can't remember who did it first, um, but the, it, it might have been Jonathan Blow. I'm not totally sure, but um, some somebody made a clicker i think it was called cow clicker or something maybe Mm. i think jonathan blow might have just done a talk about this maybe that's what i'm thinking but somebody did a a clicker game called cow clicker which is a game where it 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 takes uh the concept of video games and breaks it down to this most basic idea which is a skinner box and a skinner box is something that uh, they used to use in experiments of rats where the rat would get taught that i think i think god i think it's something like if you press this button then you get a treat and if you don't press it on the right time, maybe you get electrocuted a little bit. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. There's either a good in- I think it might just be a good incentive only. So I think you get a treat if you press the button and uh, the rat learns to press the button. And, you know, it's a very basic kind of reward loop. And um, yeah. so there's this argument that all video games really are just Skinner boxes when you break them down enough. And um, somebody demonstrated this with Cow Clicker, where I think you like click a cow, you get another cow or maybe you get milk or something and um mm-hmm. and put it out as a joke and of course it went viral because gamers just shamelessly uh, are happily happy to just say yeah this this is what we want this is what we love it's just we want to click we want to get rewarded we don't care yeah. it's it's brilliant and um and like i i'm i've always been very into like graphic design i i was in graphic design before i went into games and um in graphic design part of the design process that you're taught is that to design something well you should take the concept break it down to its most simple form and then build your concept on top of that once you've refined it down to its most basic components and um and so i actually really liked this idea of 
kind of clickers because I felt like it was a very honest representation of games, even if in that case it had been presented in a very cynical way. Um, so mm-hmm. I got massively into just kind of playing these games. Like I, I, I say it like in, in quite a smart way, but really I think I was just avoiding doing all of my university work and shit. And it's just so easy to sit <laughs> with one of these in the background and just click. And um, mm-hmm. and so when I eventually uh, went to start making games and things, uh, I I kind of thought of these and how they're you know they seem quite accessible to make as your first game. Um, but I found like. The, a, a lot of them in web browsers at least are very kind of uh, very lo-fi um, it's just kind of people that hardly know how to throw a website together just kind of put some buttons together and you click them um, I kind of thought with space plan what would happen if you made this kind of pretty and good and kind of a- attached natural story to it partly inspired by a dark room as well which I'd recommend anybody to play it's a fa- fantastic uh, incremental or idle game rather um, yeah but but yeah, I just kind of thought. I mean, I, I, there's I've a lot to say about this, but like, um, if you know, what if one of these games had an ending as well? Dark Room does, but a, a lot of these clickers, they're they're designed to just kind of get you hooked endlessly and just never yeah. let you go from that Skinner box. Because as much as that Skinner box can be nice to click at first, eventually you're addicted to it, and um, and it can be hard to peel away from it, and and it becomes unhealthy, and. Um, that's, I mean, it, does, it, it really does. Um, yeah. And uh, like, I, I always feel like uh, clicker games are, have the potential to be really good kind of cushions for like depression or, or some kind of mental health and things. Because I find that for me, at least when I'm going through like a period of depression or something, uh, I find myself playing games like this because they're just so easy to consume. And um, yeah, but they... They don't really give you much back for that. They just kind of keep you hooked as well. And even once mm-hmm. you're kind of bouncing back from that period of depression, you don't. The game never says to you like, "Perhaps you should stop now." It's just like keep going. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, and it kind of it can kind of hold you in there, I think. And so um, yeah, we're, one key thing with Space Plan is that it has an ending. I think it's important in these games to like put a break point in there to say to people like, "You can leave." Like you might yeah. be, <laughs> you don't have to carry on, and um, yeah. So that's that's sort of what was the, the kind of key components of Space Plan, I suppose. Is click a game um, has an ending. That's literally how we advertised it in the trailer as well, and um, and more more broadly or on on the side, it's a sci-fi clicker um, in which you make potatoes to save the world. Yeah, yeah. Use potatoes to generate power. Yeah, everything's potato based. Lots and lots of potatoes. That wasn't the plan in the beginning. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I was. Uh, right. I, I was just um, like I, I love space, and um, I find it difficult not to pull space into anything that I'm making. I just thought it was um, it was lovely. I, I learned to just like code gravity, and then slunk mm-hmm. like flung something into orbit, and was just sitting there watching it and being like, "What if I had more?" And just kind of had loads and loads of little satellites around this planet, and was like, "That's so satisfying to watch." And I was like, "I just want to turn this into a into a clicker game because you can just slowly add more and more satellites and watch them." And um, yeah, I was playing Cookie Clicker at the time, which is one of the big big clickers. But um, it it starts out with you buy cursors to click the cookie for you. you in Cookie mm-hmm. Clicker, you click cookie to get cookie to buy more things to make you cookies. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the the second thing that you can buy to get you more cookies is a grandma to bake cookies for you. And I was for you know that's a good comedic <laughs> cook, right? I was kind of like I was kind of analysing why like what key things does Cookie Clicker do to make to get you interested and hooked in those early moments. And I felt like comedic cook on the second item is really important. And so I just thought like I'll do the second thing that you buy to buy power. Like the first is just to repair your solar panels on the spaceship. Um, so I thought it'd be quite a serious sci-fi opening. But then I thought second will be potatoes because it's silly, and um, that'll be my hook. And I was just like, but that'll be it. There'll be no more potatoes. And uh, <laughs> then I thought, like, okay, so you're on a next one to have probes that you launch down to the surface. And I was like, potatoes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then I thought, like, yeah, okay, we'll do probe potatoes, but no more potatoes after that. And then I was like, 
next to it on satellites and I was thinking of Sputnik and I was like mm-hmm. Sputnik <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah three potatoes you can't do, stop doing potatoes at that point I don't think <laughs> no you're pretty much locked in yeah <laughs> that's fantastic I didn't know that it just got the puns just got carried away the puns <laughs> carried the potatoes into the game I think it's much easier to do puns than it is to resist doing puns a lot of the time i have much more respect for somebody that can bite their tongue <laughs> i guess but i mean what's the reward for that that's so true you gotta yeah. <laughs> you'd have to come up with a new different joke for every item and you gotta like the potatoes works potatoes works precious yeah can't complain. <laughs> um so let's rewind um, and just kind of talk about you and how you got into video games, what your path has been. Like, did you get into video games on purpose or was it an accident? Sure, it was uh, sort of half accident. It's a weird one. I, um, like, I, I never, you know, I'm not someone who, like, grew up wanting to make video games or anything. Um, I wanted to do, uh, like, music videos and mm-hmm. I was very interested in graphic design and, um, <clears throat> studied graphic design but then coming towards my final year of university I just kind of I I it occurred to me how completely tied to commercialism graphic design is and it, it mm-hmm. I, I realized that if I want like I, I, I love the art behind graphic design and trying to communicate a message very clearly and stuff but then there was a realization that everything we're doing is just to sell fashion and and products and um, not only is that just kind of boring and terrible, but it's also like, um, it, it, in, in terms of my life and my freedom, I don't want to just be tied to brands and have to work for people bigger than me and things. It all just seems very yeah. depressing. Um, and so I thought, right, well, I don't want to do this. Um, but at, at the same time, yeah, I was going to quit playing video games because I thought these aren't doing me much good <laughs> at yeah. the time uh, i i only knew about like triple a games and things i was just playing like call of duty and and shit like that and um and i was just like yeah i'm gonna stop playing this because it's not really adding anything to my life and i could be putting this time into becoming a better artist or something and um so i went to quit and i think it was around so th- those two things happened at the same time and then i think i went home for the holidays uh, between two, my second and third year of university and um, I actually went home my, my brother was playing Hotline Miami and, <laughs> and, um, and he sat me down and I was just like why are you playing this like <laughs> what is this cheap game <laughs> and uh, it took me like, like I kind of sat with him he was just like just watch me play and you know have a go as well and um, and I sat and I started to appreciate that oh there's an actual art direction here this is actually a really beautiful game and um, yeah and then I played it and was like this is fantastic um, and it was around then that I just kind of learned about I, I think FTL might have been around the same time as well um, faster oh, than wow. light. Is FTL that old? Damn. I think so. It must have been around okay. then as well. And um, and and just these. I mean, it would be like 2012, 2013, I think. Um, all yeah. of this. And um, I I kind of realised that oh, these are things that maybe I could actually make. And uh, I went to I, I did some research and went to a talk in London. Uh, like a game developers meetup talk there were like five people there in this massive hall that was just <laughs> and, um, afterwards we we went for some beers and I, I said to them like um, you know I want to learn to make games but I've no idea how and they're like they recommend a game maker and I said like like you know that that doesn't really seem like it you can make good games with it and they're like they made Hotline Miami and that and, uh, <laughs> and I was like okay I guess I'll learn that and um yeah, so I, I, I went back to uni in my third year um, and just kind of said to my tutor, I'm making games now. <laughs> like, I'm going to finish this graphic design course by just making games instead. And they were like, okay, whatever, you do you. And um, <laughs> and, and so for my dissertation, I I wanted to write about, uh, like, like, graphic design, like in, in ways that I've already spoken about, graphic design and games, I think, are very closely tied together. Um, yeah. And I felt like a lot of graphic design concepts could really help games. Like games are largely just visual communication in so many ways. Mm. And um, and so 
very much dissertation on how graphic design concepts can help games and how game design concepts concepts can help graphic design. Um, for example, I, I watched a video that, that spoke about how games are unique and argued that games are the only medium which uh, the product isn't complete until it's being interacted with because you deliver a game which doesn't do anything until somebody picks it up and finishes the puzzle and um yeah so i argued that like uh like the there was a famous advert i can't remember his name it was the um the olympic guy that shot his wife or something do you remember this i don't remember this ad no it, I mean, sorry. This so so it was um, it was an advert of this guy running, this Olympic guy, um, yeah. and it famously had a tagline on it saying something like "I am the bullet in the barrel," and it was him starting a race, and then a couple years later he shot his wife, <laughs> oh, completely shit. changing the concept of that advert, right? And I was just mm-hmm. so I kind of argued that like graphic design changes too based on cultural interaction. And, <laughs> the players and shit like that right um so but but yeah it was it was quite a fun dissertation but while writing this uh, i went to uh, a indie game meetup in london and um walked into john the dire- uh, creative director at roll seven and yeah. um and i asked him if i could write about one of his games i had no idea that he was actually in a studio or anything or or, or, or these things and um just kind of saw his game it, it was a very early version of Laser League, which at the time was called oh. Cosmic Ultra Neon Tactics. Um, intentional, uh, what's it called? What, what's when you have four letters from the front of different words? Oh, yeah, yeah. Acronym. Acronym. <laughs> yeah, culture, uh, Cosmic Ultra Neon Tactics for you. Um, and so we, mm-hmm. I, I played that for a bit and was like, this is like, it's a really strong visual communication. I'd like to write this about this in my dissertation. And so I, I broke down what made that so strong. And I sent that to him. I was like, can I use this in my dissertation? And he's like, yes. And also, do you want an interview? And um, so I came in and um, quite quickly ended up working there doing uh, like pixel art animation and things for uh, Not a Hero which was mm-hmm. um it, it was it's quite embarrassing because i got i went to john's on my first day working on it and uh, he was walking me to his from the station so i could like work work at his place and um and he says to me like i can't remember what he was chatting about but he was referencing uh fork parker um and i was mm. i was like who's fork parker and uh and he's just like, oh, he's like Devolver's kind of mascot and, and things. And I was like, all right, okay, who's Devolver? And he was like, oh, so Devolver are our publisher? And I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> are they good? And, um, and he was like, uh, again, again, it keeps coming up and everything. He, he was just like, do you know Hotline Miami? And I was like, oh, yeah, isn't that like Denneton or something? And he was like, yeah, that's the that's the developer. And, um, and then, uh, so, yeah, I, I, um, I didn't realize the the fortune I've walked into kind of working yeah. on a game published by Devolver and uh, having the opportunity to to eventually show them my game as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I sort of stumbled into games. My my interest really was um was in I just wanted to design like branding for games and mm-hmm. to create sort of cultural media which tries to raise games up in the eye of the public such as magazines or or books and things which kind of present games in a in a way that tries to highlight the ways in which they're great um rather than just trying to you know not like your 90s video game magazine but i mean um somebody else who was on the same course as me but graduated a couple years later made this magazine called a profound waste of time if you've heard of that um it's going around it's it's really lovely and it does exactly the kind of stuff that i had wanted to do um before i just stumbled into games instead and was like you know i actually quite like doing this so stick to it yeah profound waste of time yeah yeah check it out it's great that doesn't spell cunt though (laughs) no no, sorry yeah not all acronyms are equal (laughs) i don't understand i don't get it um cool yeah check that out 
So you did the art for Not a Hero, which did you do like the art for the ads as well? So like you got to draw like Ra punching a giant nutsack. Yeah, I paint. I I did that. Um, there was always this thing when working at Roll Seven where they would I'd, I'd be asked to draw or animate something. And, and I don't think they considered what they were actually asking me to do. Um, and one, one was that. They were like, can we have Rob punching like some, like some, just some testicles? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you. And so I'm like, well, they've asked me to do this. So I'm going to make it really fucking graphic. And so I'm like, this is going to be a proper just hairy um wrinkly ball sack just kind of quite <laughs> and and i'm going to put some like real jiggle on it and like really kind of get into the anatomy on that and um and th- it happened with another thing when we were promoting um not a hero we did a twitter poll where they had bunny lord who like the idea is that wow. he's a corrupt politician he'll do anything to get your vote and things and they had a um had they, they had me animate this pug like hopping up and down really happy with bunny lord with a gun to its head just saying do i shoot the pug and um <laughs> and and i was like okay yeah if you want us to put that out we'll put that out on twitter and um people overwhelmingly voted for us to shoot the pug <laughs> so, <laughs> and i was like well i'll give the people what they want <laughs> and again like i i wasn't like you know we're, we're just going to try and get this over with quickly i was just like I just made it so when that pug hops up and he pulls the trigger, you see its brains splatter out and it just like <laughs> drops to the ground dead still. And it was just like, people are going to make me animate this and I'm going to make them regret it. <laughs> just <laughs> and so, Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, that, that was a consistent theme working there. <laughs> In fact, actually, actually, this, this carries on onto when we last... Uh, did a, w- when we did the what was it called the drawing thing um, the art jam the art jam uh, a couple of years ago where chat asked me to um, draw Hitler having a wank or something and I was oh like Lord. I'm going to do that graphic I'm going to give them what they want and chat. they're going to regret it <laughs> yeah that I, maybe I should stop doing this yeah, yeah so yeah I, I, I did draw an anime raw punching a ball sack and i really enjoyed it <laughs> it's a good it's a good animation <laughs> thank you <laughs> it sells it sells the game that's that's pure marketing um yeah and then of course in the news when raw was discovered to have punched a bunch of people in the nutsack it kind of changed the story of that ad right yeah yeah famously <laughs> yeah when Ra was famously discovered punching people in the nuts all the time uh so so um after not saying no to to drawing some bad ideas um <laughs> you well i mean after what happened after for you after uh not a hero right yeah was um, that straight into space plan or no i uh so i helped to um prepare a bunch of pitches for different pla- uh, projects for roll seven um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but going through these uh i was sort of pushed more and more toward well i mean i, I started as a pixel artist there right and um, mm-hmm. I was really interested in the broader concept of like how we interact with games and things. And uh, and working there, I was they they were kind of moving me towards a, a very lovely position as sort of being a lead artist, art director kind of direction. But um, it's it wasn't really quite what I wanted to do or how why I'd gotten into games. And um, yeah, <clears throat> and at the time they were also about to start production on Laser League. And um, it didn't quite seem like the kind of game that I wanted to work on. It was very kind of sports and and gameplay vote focused rather than the areas that I'm really interested in. And so, uh, and and I was also thinking like I I just kind of stumbled into games. I don't really know if I want to be in games. I've got to try some other things. So um, yeah, I left and I went into um, into UX design and front end at a software or, or web design company. Um, under the they the 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 
<laughs> the director there kind of sold it to me as like we're at the forefront of innovate innovation um he was like we worked with daft punk in the 90s and things oh. and i was like oh cool you know this sounds like a good place to be and he was like yeah you'll be working on some really groundbreaking experimental projects and i was just like yeah like i'd love to work in this kind of industry for a while take what i learn perhaps come back to games with more to offer and things mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> worked there was immediately uh, well, very quickly put on to just working on like travel adverts for Amex and and working on software for BP and shit like this was oh. like yeah it's just like oh. well this is really testing my values and and integrity <laughs> and um, and on top of that like it it was a company where I I ha- I had to like fight to get work um, just be like give me a project please like I'm just sat here not doing anything. And, um, but I, I should say lovely people at that company. Um, yeah. but it, it kind of, it, I, I've got really jaded. I was just like, shit, did I fuck up quitting role seven? <laughs> I could have been an artist on a game, you know, kind of getting, getting better, better position. But instead you're at the cutting edge of helping, a an oil giant that, yeah, it, it, it was, we, rebuild their we, image. Were, we were designing, um, learning tools for engineers on oil rigs and so it's a weird one because mm. i was like technically if i do a good job i'm preventing oil spills <laughs> but i was also mm. like i just i don't want to start rationalizing as well you just kind of catch yourself like yeah I'm on you're that. not preventing oil spills you're just you're just giving them material so that they can claim they had the materials that were there to prevent oil spills. <laughs> yeah and um, well, there's no actual preventing oil spills it turns out what was funny is there also there, there were also whispers going around in the in our company at the time that if bp had enough major oil spill that they wouldn't be able to stop themselves from being shut down probably bullshit but that's what everyone was saying and mm. so i thought to myself like if I do a bad job, I could <laughs> I could get BP shut down. Is this the necessary evil that we need? <laughs> Just slip in there like a little wrong answer. When the red alarm goes off, open the oil valve. <laughs> but I, uh, I I um. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> I was I was mostly a lot of the time just kind of sat there bored at this company, and um, and I thought, right, well, I'm gonna I want to learn to get better at coding and things, so I'm just going to like screw around and make games in my spare time, and that's where I started working on Space Plan. Was just sat there at my desk at this company, um, just kind of coding away, not even trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> I I'd negotiated with my boss that like any of my own stuff that I did while at the company or even on, on company time if it's my stuff then i get to retain rights to it and um yeah on break i chatted to uh, my colleague i was just like i feel kind of bad that i'm just sat here making games when maybe i should be working and he was like dude everybody's just working on their own shit <laughs> like nobody's getting <laughs> projects we're all just you're over browsing facebook or you're like making something and um yeah and so yeah i, I made space plan while there and it was just kind of i i'd thought like i wanted to be like kickstarting my own game or something in the next five years perhaps um i started to really miss games obviously and um and so i thought okay i'm gonna just make loads of tiny projects each of them no more than like three months build up a following launch a kickstarter and that'll be my big break and shit and um and so i uh i, I made space plan think it'll be like step one of trying to like gain a bit of a following and um and i i got logan involved who does the music on all my games mm-hmm. now um he i designed an album for him a couple years prior and since then we just kind of i give him graphics as a favor he gives me music as a favor for projects excuse me um <clears throat> and so he um i i wasn't gonna have sound on the game actually i i thought like you know this is just a stupid thing maybe i'll be wasting his time making him having him make audio for this but i spoke to yeah. um guy uh guy cockcroft i think his name is he's i think he's called red button audio is what he goes by but um he did the sound on it not a hero and i said to him like mm. you know is it worth me putting sound on this? Is that a waste of everyone's time? And he said, like, 
games like this live or die on having good audio and um i was like okay well i'll just ask logan if he wants to do some sounds for this and i was like you know you, you'll get revenue share if it makes any money but it won't <laughs> and i said like you know if, if i can buy a beer off of this because i put a little page on it to like send money if you want to and yeah. uh and and yeah i put it out and it went like viral on uh through twitter and stuff and that month it made like twice my monthly salary from work and things just off of that little page for people to send money through and um and then you get that moment of being like oh this dumb thing i made is <laughs> paid for all my bills for the next two months maybe this is sustainable <laughs> <laughs> and um it was a yeah and then uh Devolver quickly slipped into my dms with um you know do you do you have plans to uh turn this into like a mobile game or anything and uh yeah. i i fortunately like when working on it i had made it so that you could play this in your web browser on computer or on your phones um oh, nice. but then i thought like actually i'm doing extra work to screw myself if this actually does succeed so i'm gonna make it so it doesn't work on phones at all then i can actually put a proper app out for it so yeah i stripped out all that code and uh fortunately when they said you know any plans to bring this mobile i was like yes <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh just gotta undo some deletes <laughs> yeah I, um, and yeah so I, I put a pitch together for that and um <clears throat> it was it, i mean it the, the the game also got me some job offers at different uh software co- companies and things around london which was quite cool and um so i went to those interviews while pitching a full game to devolver because i thought you know if devolver don't take it then i'll yeah i don't know if i'll be able to sustain myself to make it so i'll just get a job elsewhere and um and uh i i thought that it would take like a week or something for devolver to get back to me i was so naive about how pitching works and things um so sent it off and then I had a bad day at work and just quit on the spot. <laughs> it was like, I'm done. And uh, and I had like a small emergency fund to kind of keep me going. But um, I sat there like a couple of months later, just like, when do I find out if they want to make the game? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, was, I still had those like other jobs lined up as an emergency and things. And yeah, um, and, yeah eventually, obviously, Devolver came back saying they want to make this. And they will fund it and uh but even then i had to like suddenly set up a business get bank accounts set up and everything and uh with how much time that added to it i think i received funding just as i ran out of money as well so it was a it was a very intense time and then straight into development um trying to get this game out within the time that i said i would yeah yeah it was a yeah wild time that nice well, it's a terrible game. Nobody. <laughs> um, no, it's a darling game, and everybody loves it. Um, how was it for you? How was the release of Space Plan for you? How was the reception? It was. It was great. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, it, I guess I haven't spoken too much about the reception of the, the prototype too. Like, in with the prototype's reception, it was it was crazy having. Uh, all these people that I like followed in games and stuff and who had inspired work for me um, yeah. just chatting about Space Plan and then um, on top of that uh, I got emails from like people at NASA and things who were playing it and uh, just all sorts just like <laughs> my, my, my inbox was flooded for ages because um, I, I like to make it so I'm easy to contact and I had my email address in the credits right at the top to be like you know email me (laughs) i want to hear things and um but the key thing with it was that i i represented power with the unit watts um and i had people from nasa and all over contacting me to tell me that i was wrong and it's you shouldn't be using (laughs) watts it should be jewels and so in the the full game i i mean yeah i still get emails this now about this now but um in the full game, there's a toggle in the menu that you can turn on scientifically accurate mode to get jewels instead of what's, just so that <laughs> I have something to point to anytime one of those bastards emails me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, with, with the full game, continued getting those those comments, and um, it went it went very well. 
I yeah, that sounds very happy. I'm not. Nice. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's all right. I just. I also remembered we did the. Um. You did the the thirty minute teaser. Yeah, of course. Um. Yeah, nine, that was such Nigel. A good ad. Yeah, Nigel came up with some fantastic ideas for marketing on that. It was really fun. Um. Yeah, thirty minute advert to kind of get the point across that this is an idle game. I think that's very important with it is to kind of set people's expectations with a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it, it also makes it much easier to over-deliver de- as well, which I think Space Plan mm-hmm. kind of does with, with a lot of its visuals. But um, And by saying that, I ruin it. <laughs> but <laughs> he also, yeah, Nigel came up with the idea to um, market this game to journalists and things by sending them potatoes with the logo <laughs> on it. Um, and, and there were some brilliant cases with... Um, a lot of journalists were really fucking angry about this. <laughs> and one of them had, uh, I think he came back from holiday and while he was gone, his colleagues had just been like putting any mail that he had gotten into his drawer. And he came back to just like roots, just <laughs> <laughs> pouring out his drawer from the space plant potato. And um, I, think, I think it was Austin Walker might have put out a tweet that was just like, I'm never going to review any anything by this developer because because of this piece of marketing that they did uh, because it's just such an annoying way to get people's attention and um, I'm like he hates potatoes yeah I know, but he's I mean, and, and he's a lovely guy like I you know I listen to his things and keep keep up yeah. with him but um, also it's like. I, I just find that funny. It's, I don't mind if he doesn't ever review anything by me. Not not for any nefarious reasons. Just because, like, fair play to you. <laughs> if you if you hate potatoes that much, then more power to you, I suppose. <laughs> so vicious. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Who hates potatoes that much? I just can't even get my head around. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Maybe it was somebody else, but. Um, but yeah, just anybody, anybody who's like <laughs> fucking potatoes. One <laughs> of the few foods you can eat that will keep you alive. I actually saw it on. A, I think Polygon did a um, did a like a TikTok or something. I, I think it showed up on maybe their Twitter, like a video of like all the weirdest things we've received, and uh, they go through mm. all of them. And the, it it came up there um, about five <laughs> or six years later in their little montage of the worst things, the strangest things they've received from. From marketing companies. <laughs> Nigel's a genius. Brilliant, yeah. I'm so happy with that. <laughs> uh so sending severed human heads for the Game of Thrones Tale of Crows. Of course, yeah, that's exactly what we did. Was the next the obvious next step. And very that. well received, all those seven yeah. heads. <laughs> yeah, nobody's they don't grow roots, I guess, if people don't get as mad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what happened? But so Space Plan comes out, tremendous success. NASA gives you honorary commendations and awards, yep. and uh, and so then how did what happened next? How did you find your way to the the Tale of Crows? Um, I I went on to experimenting more with idle games because I mean Space Plan was made as you know as kind of silly but I had some ideas of what I'm interested in working on in there and um, as you can tell like I'm, I'm very interested in exploring the UX that the idle games provide <clears throat> yeah. and so um, I wanted to try and make a, a really good narrative idle game without the clicker mechanic and um, mm-hmm. to bring dynamic narrative into it as well and so what I was going to do is uh, have a game where you send out probes to different planets and moons and things, mm-hmm. and, um, and they'll give you information about it and tell you a little story for what they've discovered. <clears throat> and so you can then send out a second probe to follow it and um, and dig deeper in with more specific instruments and things, mm-hmm. and um, to have this kind of sp- sprawl out into a kind of spider diagram of different narrative options as you explore the galaxy around you. And um, so I was working on that as well as a couple of other concept, concepts when Nigel just emailed me out of the blue just saying, do you like Game of Thrones? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I was like, yes, why? <laughs> no, li- literally it didn't occur- ever occur to me that you might be asking me if I want to make a Game of Thrones game. Um, yeah. 
but he, he explained that um, off of Reigns, they'd managed to secure the Game of Thrones license and said, is that it's something I'd be interested in doing something with? And um, I was just like, maybe? <laughs> you know, that's, it's kind of something you have to process and, and think about because yeah. never thought I'd ever be asked something like that. And so um, I think I just took quite a long time because it kind of threw me for a loop. I was just like... Like, do I want to do this? It kind of, it feels like it could be kind of a trap because <laughs> I don't want, like, in, in terms of career, like, if I fuck this, like, how many licensed IP games come out well or well-received, right? It's yeah. quite a notorious thing. And I was just like, should I avoid this and just focus on my own stuff? And um, but I started exploring some ideas and quickly realized that idea with sending probes out to different planets and things maps quite well onto the wall sending out yes. expeditions and sending out ravens to further their exploration and things to communicate with them and um and i was like okay that like i quite like how simply this maps onto it and i thought um on top of that like i despite not a hero being a mega violent game i'm not too keen on um putting violence into my own games just because like mm -hmm. uh i feel like there's nothing wrong with having violence in games, but it's also like there's a lot of them, <laughs> and it's been done. Yeah, it's like it's it's like resisting a pun. Um, you can mm -hmm. you can absolutely put violence in your game, but you could just not and see where that takes you. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. I kind of I really wanted to do that with my games, and now it's being offered offered Game of Thrones, which is notoriously violent, and. Um, Thought, okay. Have you read the books? I haven't actually, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we didn't have the license to the books either, so I, fair enough, I was specifically fair enough. like... Totally. Uh, they're, they're two very different things. I was specifically like, I'm not going to read the books because I don't want to accidentally pull something in there and get sued. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I, I thought like, I... In, in Game of Thrones, despite it being so violent, there's a lot of like really beautiful art direction in the in the locations and, and in the wilderness and in the wall and everything, and um, mm -hmm. and felt like okay, well I guess if I'm if I'm doing this my way, I want to just kind of pull back and focus on the environments and the kind of broader uh, environment, which I think works really well for an idle game as well. Um, so yeah, eventually I was like, okay, I, I can find ways for this to all align with my values actually. And uh, yeah. and I have a concept that I think maps onto it really well, so I guess I'll go for it. And I, I put in the pitch, and um, and it was so weird. You know, you send a pitch off for something like because even though Devolver had the license, I still had to get it past HBO, and they were trying to get yeah. Apple on board as well. And uh, I just kind of sent it off and thought, well, you know, I tried, and obviously it's not going to happen. I'm going to get back to working on other prototypes now, and. Um, a good like it took like six months for for devolver to, to eventually be like what if this actually yeah are you ready if this happens and i was like what do you mean and uh i looked at the budget they'd secured for me and i was just like oh you you want me to have a whole team working on this i i was just gonna make this alone with logan and uh and they were like yeah you should have a team ready and so we started like poking around uh interviewing people it was it was very strange and stressful kind of having so many interviews and saying to all these people like you know i've got this project i can't tell you what it is um you know we might be kicking off in the next couple of weeks it's fine if you can't do this because i know it's such a weird commitment and um and <clears throat> And uh, so I had a lot of people kind of ready to go and then backups if these people uh, found other jobs or didn't have the time anymore. And um, and eventually Devolver actually said to me, like, because they, they wanted the game to come out in October, I think, maybe earlier than that. And it was March at the time. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, well, they said... Um, you know, if, if, if this can come out in October, when do you need to start? And I was like, I needed to start a couple months ago for it to come out in October. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, okay, well, we haven't got the license. We don't know if Apple wants to do this yet, but start now. Just send us an invoice and start making it. <laughs> so I suddenly pulled everyone together and um, it was a very strange development working on it, uh, learning to manage so many people. At, at the time, there were a lot of... Um, horrific stories going out about 
men mismanaging teams and and all these awful things i'm sure i don't need to go through it and you remember um and i i just kind of felt like i'm in a right position to become one of these terrible bosses if i go from not knowing how to manage people to suddenly having a team and uh, so i just kind of immediately went into like my entire focus on this is trying to just make sure that i manage people correctly and if we delay the game that's fine like we've been put into a stressful position um with this and i don't want to fuck this up and uh so it was it was good like we got around to september things still hadn't been secured and uh i think it wasn't until mid late the following year in 2020 shortly before the game came out that hbo apple and 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 were actually able to align on things and uh through through devolver's incredible persistence and through their willingness to to actually work sucks it's a complicated contract right and um yeah pulled it together and release that game so yeah it was a it was a wild ride and um and throughout this as well hbo actually before uh us securing the license really kindly put us in contact with the guy that we needed to chat to to be like can we do this can't we do this uh is all of this okay with the law and everything um and that's good so we had the resources we needed to still do it and things but um through but but one of the reasons i was saying this is that like um during this i was thinking like what if suddenly they pull out and we have devolver wasted all this money funding this game um that would suck and so i started making plans to turn this back into that sci-fi game (laughs) and uh, and and i was like you know i need to be ready to just kind of flip the whole thing into into another thing that thematically works still and um narratively could work and things and uh, yeah yeah it was wild right Okay, so instead of wildlings, they're wild potatoes, and uh, <laughs> exactly, always, always potatoes. <laughs> Got to be ready to do the potato pivot. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Now I know Apple is is fairly uh, they obfuscate kind of like the numbers on things, but has as far as you know, or, or I mean, even in reviews and stuff, has the game been well received? Uh, I think so. Like it's it's kind of a mixed bag because a lot of people especially of a platform like apple arcade um yeah they we didn't get to do the same kind of like i was saying i, I think space plan really benefits from us underselling and over delivering um people mm. do have expectations going into game of thrones and yeah and i think a lot of, like so there the reviews divided at least you know by players yeah. and things amongst people who are like this isn't a game <laughs> <laughs> it's like that and it's, uh, a, it's a different marketplace i mean it's not the same yeah yeah as, but, as a lot of other but the, because yeah the, but the on on the other end of that there are people who absolutely love it and and are so glad that we kind of really stuck to our guns and we really did like um a lot of decisions in it i was like a lot of players are gonna hate that we do this this way because i i'm specifically trying to avoid making these things addictive and just getting you endlessly hooked and so yeah um, i made decisions that I I felt kind of aligned more with my values and how I think we should interact with games. And um, some players want something to sink time into endlessly. And um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to be the guy that provides that, to be honest. And so I was kind of yeah. A lot of people really appreciate that, and the in in both with both with Space Plan and with this, um, I do yeah. see people kicking off in comments um, saying, you know, like. I wish it was designed this way and somebody responding to them saying like, I'm glad it's not that designed that way. And that the, the designer followed through of what they wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it was, it was well received, but there's always going to be people that are kind of pissed off about it. And yeah. I don't mind because I'm not <laughs> making it for them at all. But there was one, I think you're a great gamer did a review of it where he used such like, such lovely language to to describe it and it, it almost made me tear up a bit because i was just like this this person really understands kind of what we were trying to make with this um right. it's uh yeah so there's there's definitely been some things that i've seen from it that have really made me proud of what we did yeah nice it's a gorgeous game i i mean i asked about the books just because the vibe of it for me is much more kind of the slow pace of the books and kind of like that at the wall most of the time you're at the wall nothing is actually happening nice yeah so yeah 
it's uh but yeah it's a lovely game and uh yeah if people have apple arcade they should play <laughs> of course it's not addictive <laughs> that's the best thing i can say for any of my games <laughs> <laughs> i could put this down at any time <laughs> If I try to play too much, it has an end. <laughs> Damn. Back to real life. Um, where where can people play the space plan? The new space plan. What's it on? Uh, that's on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not on consoles, but I think thinking about getting onto them. Uh, it's on uh, PC, Mac, on on Steam, and then uh, App yeah. Store and Play Play Store. Play? Is that what's called? Google Play. Google That's the Play. One, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, all the normal platforms, freshly remastered and looking better than ever. Nice. Oh, and you said about Where new content on it. Yeah, it's got new mu- music oh, from yeah. Logan on it as well. Um, flesh that out. Yeah. Whoa. Um, where can folks find you or do you, your? studio do you have a studio i i have a studio i don't publicize it because i'm very egotistical and rather have my name on things I, okay we, we had the studio on game of thrones because that was a team of people and i was just like i can't sure. just slap my name on the top like that um so uh the studio is called where do people go to follow you yeah sure uh on i'm jay holland's underscore on twitter um but like so many other people i'm trying to migrate <laughs> and so i i think i'm just jay hollands on blue sky and i don't know i don't know what everyone's flying to right now so yeah jay hollands is the always the way j to go yeah. yeah with with an s a lot of people admit the s so let's make sure gotta, we don't lose that yeah gotta keep it gotta keep it got a plural multiple dutch there's loads of us yeah <laughs> dang well thanks for taking the time to talk about this stuff it's it's awesome and I, I it's really cool hearing about your approach to things um i mean that you are that the the point of interaction between the game and the player is so interesting to you and it's really neat to see how that how your curiosity and experimentation has led to these games coming into existence i think that's really neat absolutely cheers yeah um, yeah, yes. it's exciting. To Super hear interesting. What are you going to do next? Yeah, I can't wait to make more things. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to hear the thing? Uh, yeah. The <laughs> thing, the thing. Oh, and he claims he's listened to the podcast before. <laughs> he said he's never listened to the end of an episode. Which that's is that's fair. Nobody gets that far. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of our uh, team members that were in town recently. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should have you on the cast. And one guy was like, we have a podcast. And I was like, cool. And then the other guy uh, was like, oh, yeah, I accidentally listened to it today. And I'm like, oh, cool. Accidentally Cause, listened to it. Because it, it was one without a guest. It was our fighting episode. Oh. And I was like, all right, fair enough. There's no guest. You don't care. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, accident. I just imagine they like open, open like a spam email. It's like instead of like a Oops. instead of a phishing scam, it's just like a link to the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh boy, we're oh, good times. Got to get it out there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> do you like video games, especially those published by Devolver Digital, where you can follow us in a myriad of different platforms? We are on Twitter or x whatever the fuck it's called now hopefully it dies soon at devolver digital We've got an instagram at devolver digital there's tiktok at devolver digital there's a discord uh, uh twitch we got some live streams on there sometimes and then uh, of course just the website good old-fashioned devolverdigital.com which you can go to look at all the other individual games websites that are uh, pretty cool actually um and uh yeah i believe that's 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 the thing that's where we're all at that's that's the thing jake <laughs> that was beautiful <laughs> i used to scream it but then uh i don't know it, uh... <laughs> sorry scream it <laughs> yeah i used to like i don't i think it was the thing because i would like scream all of that really fast but then it became it became like what creep is to radiohead to me <laughs> it was like the thing i'm like oh man i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> Well, sounds like my potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> thanks for being here, Jay. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been really lovely. It's good to good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.